Good afternoon, TBHS Mic'd Up Sports fans. We are back after a week off. Uh, my name is Doug Cox here with Campbell Cox, and we're back. We are. We're excited to be back. You know, we had had the week off, had some stuff going on, but we're back. Yeah, Campbell was in Montana looking at some colleges, and I was out of town working, so we had to skip last week, but we are back for episode five with a couple of special guests this week. We'll get into that in a little bit. That'll something new for us here on the podcast. We got two two live interviews this couple week. Couple surprises. All right, so let's start by jumping into last week's sports recap. Last week's sports recap is sponsored by Hand and Physical Therapy of Wyoming. If you need some hand and physical therapy work, stop in and talk to Brittany up there. And once again, thank them for sponsoring TBHS. Yes, so let's start off with our swimming and diving team. They were at Sheridan for the triple duel. Our team took second. In the 200-meter medley relay, our team took third with Olsen, Johnson, Zock, and DeGosta. In the 200-meter freestyle, Maddie Olsen was third. In the 200-meter individual medley, Maddie Zock took first. 50-meter freestyle, Haley Walter came in third. One-meter dive, Cassie Treby took second. 100-meter butterfly, Adeline Johnson also came in second. 100-meter freestyle, Maddie Zock first. 400-meter freestyle, Tensley DeGosta fifth. 200-meter freestyle relay, our team came in second with Olsen, Johnson, Peterson, Walter. The 100-meter backstroke, Maddie Olsen took third. The 100-meter breaststroke, Haley Walter took second. And in the 400-meter freestyle relay, our team came in second with Zock, DeGosta, Peterson, and Walter. Looks like another great day in the pool for the swim and dive team. Moving on to tennis. Tennis had state tennis. It kind of got moved around from last week to this week, which worked out good for us being we weren't on last week. So um, state tennis this week was the highest point-getting team that uh, TBHS has ever had. Yeah, they were Uh, good. They did a good job. The girls took fourth. um, In the two singles, Ellie Garcia took third, which is a big win for Ellie. She came back in that third, fourth place game against Sheridan's Allie Lagaki. Very talented tennis player. Very talented, long and athletic young lady. Um, She had lost, Ellie had lost her second round match to, uh, second or third round match, I can't remember. Anyway, she had lost to Allie. Um, Allie just kind of over dominated her with her length and athleticism. And Ellie came back in that third or fourth place match and, and teed it up and played it perfectly. Um, I'm so happy to, I got to see that game. Um, Ellie just really competed and, and on the mark that day. And, um, it's always, you always feel better when you come back and beat somebody you lost to. Yeah. And I mean, that's, uh, that was quite a, quite a good showing for Ellie. I mean, she's only a sophomore and so being able to take third, she has a bright future ahead of her there. Very, very big future in the one doubles, Brooke Kendrick and Eva Gorsuch took fourth. Um, another good, another good match there. They uh, lost that third, fourth place um, match, but both both sets were very, very competitive. Um, she was, they were playing the same time as Ellie was playing. We got to watch both, both at the same time, so that was pretty neat. Um, then in the two doubles, Tierra Tachik and Emma Kendrick took second, and um, unconfirmed, but may have been the first time that a TBHS. 
um, player has played for a state championship in tennis. Like I said, we were told that at the state tournament. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. But. Yeah, and that was that was a really really fun match to watch. You know, our girls took that first set. Yeah, they dominated the first set. And then Laramie did in a competitive set once again. Took the second one, and I mean it was back and forth the entire third set. Yeah, both so. second and third were very very competitive. Those two, um, Tiara obviously a senior. Um, wanting to finish, finish off her tennis career on a, on a high note. And I think even though they lost that state championship match, um, nothing but congratulations to those two. Um, what a great year for them. And there was, there was some mixes, you know, mixes up in the middle of the year. And um, when I asked um, Coach about it, um, she, it was, she, all she talked about was how, how that was going to make the team better um, in, the, in the long run. And it obviously worked out. You know, the, um, when you have three, three sets of girls, two doubles teams and a and a singles player playing on the third day. Um that's very 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 successful. So some good changes up and the girls girls stepped up and did a really really good job. Yeah, they proud of them. Yeah, very proud of them. The boys took 11th. Um and the three doubles teams of Aylesworth and Lass, uh, fourth, they also played on the third day. I always want to say Saturday, but because they moved it, it, it was, was really Wednesday. It was really Wednesday. Um, but they made it to the last day, uh, played for third and fourth, and um, won fourth. But another a great showing by them in the state, state tennis tournament. Yeah, overall, just a really strong state ten- tennis tournament for the Bolts. Yeah, and Coach Gorsuch's first year. Um, almost a whole new coaching staff this year for tennis. Coach Gorsuch was the assistant coach before, but now the head coach. Um, so, and if you know Coach Gorsuch, she's a competitive sucker, and she kind of made her team yeah, that way. She is. So, all right, let's um, see what our cross country team was up to. They were at the Sturgis Invite. Our girls took seventh. Uh, Mallory Jones was fifth. Uh, our boys team was tied for fifth and sixth place with Patrick Hardesty taking tenth. Yeah, another good good outing for our cross country team at football. The football team was at the crosstown rival, the Camels, and uh, Thunder Basin came up short there, forty nine to seventeen, in their first ever loss to the Camels. Uh, our volleyball team played Laramie and South this weekend on Friday. They had South, which they won in three sets. Those set scores were twenty five eighteen, twenty five eleven, and twenty five to fifteen. And Saturday, against a very, very talented Laramie team, they did lose in three sets, but it was a competitive three sets, uh, 25-17, 25-18, and 25-22. Yeah, that was uh, Friday night. The girls didn't play overly well, played good enough to beat South, but but didn't probably play up to their expectations. And they turned around against Laramie on Saturday and, and brought it um, and played very competitive, just, did, just didn't have enough quite to win to win that one, but uh, very competitive on Saturday, really fun volleyball to watch. Yes, for sure. All right, let's get into this week's sports schedule. This week's sports schedule brought to you by Thunder Basin Orthopedics. Hopefully, it's one of those things you'd hope you never have to go there. But, but if you do have to go but somewhere. But if you do have to go somewhere, go visit Thunder Basin Orthopedics. And once again, thank them for supporting Thunder Basin Athletics. Yeah, so our cross-country team on Friday, at, starting at 1 o'clock, will be at the Wayne Cheney Invite, and that is actually here in Gillette. That is true. And I don't know if they let you go watch. Can you go watch cross-country? I don't know how you do that. Ooh, I'm not sure. Maybe you just stand at like the It's kind of like watching golf, line. I think, maybe. I don't know how yeah. watching cross-country works. Either way, if, best of luck to them. If you have an inkling to go watch some cross-country, um, it is in town this week, so go out and support them, guys. Maybe you just stand at the finish line and cheer. Maybe that's the best way to do it. Um, 
and uh, cheer those cheer those cross country runners on this week here at home. Swimming and diving is also um, starts out at home this week at four o'clock on Tuesday is the Gillette Duel. Um, that should be fairly competitive. Looking at times and results from the past few weeks, uh, lots of camels and bolts in in the top placings there. So it should be a very competitive duel on Tuesday. Nothing else going on Tuesday. No other sporting activities. So let's get down there to the pool. That's at the Aquatic Center. Um, get down there if you can and watch uh, watch and cheer on our uh, TBHS swim and dive team. That's at 4 o'clock on Tuesday. You know, I always try to sneak down and watch one. Usually I have a softball girl um, that's a swimmer. This year I don't. Um, but I usually try to get down at least to get to one. So maybe I'll try to get down there on Tuesday. Well, you are the Bolt super fan. So. That's right. On Friday, um, the swim and divers will go down to the Cheyenne Duels. And then on Saturday, we'll stay and swim at the Cheyenne Invite. So lots of swim and dive this week. Um, with three days of swimming and diving, like I said, Tuesday here at home and Friday and Saturday in Cheyenne. Our football team on Friday will be in Laramie at 6 o'clock for what we hope to be a turnaround game. Yeah, hopefully uh, the boys can turn it around against Laramie. And uh, uh, that's a 6 o'clock start. And hopefully the boys turn around and come home with a win. Uh, volleyball this week plays at Thursday or plays on Thursday at Camelville. So we need to show out Thursday. It'll be a competitive one. That so will be, be there. Yep. We, we won the first match at Thunder Basin and I guarantee you they will want some revenge. So they will come stoked, ready to play. And we need all of our fans at the Camelville gym. Yep. Once again, that is Thursday at six. Yep, show up and support your volleyball team um, as they are trying to make a push and get a good seed for their uh, conference tournament. All right, that will finish up for this this week's sports schedule. No, no more tennis, no more golf on yep. the schedule. So that shortens it up a little bit. Yep, feels weird. It feels a little weird. Feels a little short. So all right, but that'll be it for the schedule. All right, it is time for our "Where Are They Now?" segment. Where Are They Now? is sponsored by Mountain West Dental. If you need any dental work, stop in at Mountain West Dental and thank them for supporting Thunder Basin High School Athletics. We are super excited about this Where Are They Now? segment because we are actually live um, with our Where Are They Now? athlete, Kinley Solom. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, we're excited to have you here, so if you can just tell us a little bit about like your high school athletic career and kind of just high school in general, that would be great. All right, so I went to Thunder Basin from 2019 to 2023, so I just graduated this past year. Um, I played volleyball, basketball, and then I played a year of softball. Woo, softball. <laughs> she was good at it, too. She was yes. good at it. Having Doug as a coach was a great time. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed playing sports, and now I'm playing sports at Gillette College, so it's been a big part of my life, and I enjoyed high school sports a lot. Do you have any of like favorite memories from high school, like that just kind of stick out above the rest of them? Um, I would say just a lot of like the trips that we got to go for like summer basketball or summer volleyball, whatever it was. Um, just getting to spend time with your teammates. That yes, it's sports related, but also just building those relationships with each other. Everybody always thinks summer, the off season part of your sport, is always the funnest part. Yes, it is. <laughs> those, are, those are like the best memories. Everybody's relaxed. Nothing. Yeah, it's not so serious. It's strict. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, everybody likes that part of your of this of the sports the best. Mm -hmm. So, what are you doing at Gillette College? 
So at Gillette College, I'm playing volleyball, and I've been playing right side. So it's been a good experience. It's been fun, like, meeting a bunch of new players and just being able to still have the support from my hometown as well. Did you play right side in high school? Um, a little bit. I kind of played a little bit of everywhere. In, right, in high school, I played right side, middle, outside. It just kind of depended on where I needed. I was needed, but I mostly played middle. Um, so it's been a little bit of an adjustment playing right side now, but it hasn't been too difficult, I want to say. So. Did, you play, did you play all the way around in high school, too? Uh, just my senior year. Just Otherwise, senior. I only played front row. Yeah, so I, I went to, I think, last Friday was your first one, and I wasn't there Saturday, and so I went and watched Monday as well. And you were about, are you about the only one that plays all the way around? Uh, yeah, so we've changed up our rotation a few different times. So I have been playing all the way around now. And then um, our setter, we run a 5-1, so she plays all the way around. Otherwise, I think everyone else has a front row, back row <laughs> substitution. Well, I was, I was gone last weekend, so I didn't get to come. And I was kind of sad because I wanted to be there. Because, you know, I played with you in high yes. school for basketball. I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to come support and stuff like that. Um, but it's like... Is collegiate volleyball like a lot different than high school volleyball or is it pretty similar? Um, I would say a lot of it is the same, but just like your training is a little bit different. Like we all do team lifts twice a week and depending on the week, we'll have like team conditioning, which we never did conditioning in high school. Like we would at practice some, but not like a set aside time for conditioning. Um, But otherwise, like it's still we have like two, three hour practice depending on like how it goes or what the schedule is. So I wouldn't say it's a whole lot different compared to Thunder Basin. So uh, that's one thing I was I was going to ask you was kind of like the schedule. Um, and then, because I know obviously college is probably a little more entailed as far as mm-hmm. time you have to put in. Um, so what are you, what are you kind of classes are you taking? What are you going to major in? So I am majoring in biology because I want to be a vet eventually. Um, so right now I'm taking all science classes, which is kind of a lot, um, but I'm taking biology, chemistry, and then human anatomy. So just a lot of studying and a lot of science work. Um, but I only have like one class a day. Usually it's in the morning from like, well, some days it's 830 to 11, other days it's like 10 to 11. So it's not too bad. Just like getting the work done outside of class. Cause it's a lot of homework that you don't, it's mostly just lectures in class and then all your work you have to do outside of it. And then, yeah, when we had, we had a couple weeks where we didn't have any games. So, well, and then like in the preseason, um, but we would have like our conditioning practices on like Tuesday and Thursdays in the morning, six to seven or like seven to eight, whatever it was. And then we'd go to class. And then after class, we'd have a little bit of time like for lunch or whatever. And then we'd have our lifting sessions, which were usually from one to two and then practice from four to six. So definitely is a busy schedule, but, um, there is still time like outside that we have time to do other things. And you graduated high school. Were you associate's degree or I know you had a ton of Um, college credits. I had like 43 college credits or something. Oh, small amount. (laughs) (laughs) So I heard a rumor that you might play basketball. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Well, I talked to Liz, the head coach there. Um, It was towards the end of summer. So I think it was like the end of June, maybe. So it was like, or maybe it was the beginning. Or mm, I don't know. Anyway, sometimes like later in the summer and I was kind of like talked about it, it and I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or not. And I don't think that 
I am going to play just because I feel like it would just be a lot with trying to get all my schoolwork done and then doing both sports at once because you're in the gym like six hours a day just with practice and then yeah because basketball's already started as far as practicing I think yeah yeah, there is. And a you'd have to learn. Team. You'd have to learn to speak another language to play on the basketball <laughs> team. There are a lot. Of yeah, they're all foreign <laughs> players. So. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, they're all foreign players. Yeah. So, have, uh, as the athlete, so now we have Gillette College back, um, which is exciting for the community and mm-hmm. even us at Thunder Basin. It gives kids a chance to stay here, play, um, like you and Kyla. Mm-hmm. Um, I think are the two Gillette kids, and then Emma came back. Yeah, and so um, an option for those for those students um, as well. Um, kind of give us a lowdown on your on your new coach. What do you What are um, you thinking there? Yeah, so the new coach she has coached at several different places at different levels. So she does have a lot of connections. Um, she knows a lot. She played college volleyball. Um, we like her as a team for the most part. I would say we have like a good connection with her. She's always like checking up on us. And we have a lot of, like, individual meetings with, like, okay, like, this is what we want you to work on. So um, it's kind of nice having that connection with her to be able to go to her for help in really anything. Um, she's also, um, I think she has a degree in psychology, so she has a lot of um, good resources for us that can help us outside of volleyball as well as in volleyball. And she's trying to help us become, like, um, just, like, good people in general and also with the aspect of volleyball, like, becoming better players. So was it nice? You guys played so many games away from home, mm-hmm. and then Friday night. I mean, it was pretty full. Yeah, like, lots of fans. Even Monday night, I was kind of surprised for even Monday. Night. I I, had, I didn't even know you guys played Monday, mm-hmm. and I came home and ate dinner, and I'm like, I don't know, it was like ten after six or whatever, and I was scrolling through Facebook, and I'm like, oh, the volleyball team's uh-huh. playing. I guess we'll go watch that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were playing on Monday, but um, anyway, so. Um, Pretty good crowds. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of exciting to yeah. see that the the community is going to support it the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we expected kind of there to be quite a few people because it is a new program and the way it is here in Gillette, everybody loves sports. So, yeah, we were happy with that outcome. It was a little different because we've been having like pretty much no fans at any away tournaments because we've been so far away. But yeah, um, we were excited. It was a good turnout. Like so. COVID flashbacks to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no uh-huh. one was at the high school no or people. anything. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Kinley. We're super excited to, I mean, see you play volleyball here in town and um, just that. And you're clearly very successful at Thunder Basin and just a good student and a, a good athlete, really one for kind of people to look up to as as they go. And so just thank you for your time today and best of luck to you in the season. Yeah. If you have, if you have a chance, sneak over to the college and watch Kinley play volleyball over there and support your pronghorns. Thanks for having me. All right. We are excited to move on into our guest interview. Uh, we have, um, something pretty cool today. (laughs) All right. Uh, our, our guest interview today is sponsored by pivot prosthetics and orthotics so if you need some orthotics um stop in and uh, see those guys down there and thank them for supporting thunder basin athletics yeah uh so our guest on the podcast this week is uh coach martin for volleyball yeah hello everybody good to be here we're excited to have you here so can you just tell us a little bit about um kind of how uh you got into volleyball and coaching volleyball and then ending up at at thunder basin So I actually grew up in Wyoming. I grew up in Basin, and um, 
I played volleyball there and, and it's weird because a lot of people look at me and go, wow, you must have been a really good basketball player. But I was terrible at it. Like I was good at rebounding. I was good at defense. But for me to shoot, good Lord, I, I couldn't hit the backboard, much less make a shot in high school. So um, I actually was a standout in my little tiny town and I went to college and played and I ended up at MSU Billings. Um, and played volleyball there. And I just loved it. I love the game. I, I love the competing and that kind of stuff. And when I got done with, with college, I got hired out at Wright and Wright hired me. My very first job actually was coaching cheerleading. That's right. Cheerleading. Maybe the worst cheerleading coach to ever have lived. I didn't know anything about it. All I could tell the girls was like, yep, your arms are straight. Keep being loud. Like I had I nothing. I would love to have seen yeah. this. Yeah, oh, it was awful. Is there a film on this or something? Oh, my gosh. I sure can drive a Suburban with loaded with girls and have fun, and that's about it. So, um, But then I got hired at junior high, and that was an interesting process to go through that. Because um, when I played, there was no junior high volleyball. So I'm like, I don't know, what do seventh graders learn? And having to go through that process. Um, but then I got hired to be the head coach out at Wright. We had some pretty good success. Competed with a lot of 4A schools. We came to the Gillette tournament quite often. And we would be in the gold bracket with all these 4A schools and be the only 2A. Um, and then, you know, when Thunder Basin opened up, I applied for that job. And I'm so excited that I got hired. And I've loved coaching at Thunder. Like, the kids are great. The parents are great. This is this community supports the sports so well. So I'm just so thankful to be here. Well, good. Um, what was the what do you kind of see as the difference between like coaching in Wright and um, coaching here in Gillette? You know, when you're out at Wright, I think it's easier to have contact with your kids from a really young age. So I would coach kids in first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. And I just worked with them through mini volleyball and such. And um, then, you know, they go into junior high and high school. And as I said certain things, they knew exactly what I was talking about because they heard it as a first grader. Whereas here in Gillette, that's been a little bit harder to get that contact piece going. Um, mini volleyball out at Wright, they worked with when I was available. And so they would have it during my off season. Whereas here in Gillette, they have mini volleyball right when we have AAU. So it's not like I can work with those kids and get them going. Now, the good thing that we have going on right now in Gillette is we do have AAU available for kids starting as young as second and third grade. And you want to talk about keeping up with the Joneses, like Casper starts in second grade. They're having a lot of success. You look at Douglas, they start really young, right? Starts young. There's just a lot of like programs that have a lot of success um, in the different classifications. And one of their common things is they start younger. So that early exposure really helps those kids. Good. So you are about halfway through your volleyball season, about halfway through your conference season anyway. Yeah. Um, how would you describe your season so far? You know, I think our season's gone really well. We, we're 23 and 4. Um, and I don't know coming into this season, I don't know if the kids, how they thought they would do. Like they, they were kind of... And I really didn't know how we would do either. You just were kind of in a guessing game. You know, Laramie had a lot of kids coming back and they would be tough. But you kind of questioned, you know, what's going to happen with Kelly Walsh? They graduated so many. Or Natrona, who graduated quite a few seniors. Sheridan had quite a few. And so a lot of us were graduating a lot of seniors and then coming back with kids. You just didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and I know when we were in the last tournament in Casper, the kids asked me, did you ever see us doing this well? 
Um, which I, I told him, I said, I didn't know how this year would go. I just knew we were going to be better at the end than we were at the beginning. But we've had just a ton of success, you know. And, and it seems to me from watching, I've got to watch, um, you know, the Gillette invite, the Camel game and a few other games. And it, your team this year is insanely scrappy. Like just the, the effort piece is like that's kind of what they thrive on. It is what it looks like to me. Right. And it's almost like I've had a couple people say this to me. Do your kids know they can lose? And I'm like, well, I mean, that's kind of a goofy thing to say. But the truth is they find a way to win. I mean, we've lost to the Camels one time, but then our other losses have come from Laramie. And outside of that, we've competed with everybody in the state. So it is the kids know how to find a way to win. Like, they just know how to win. And that's one thing, like, just from me watching, because I announced the volleyball games. And so I try to watch the – when you're on the road at the NFHS, see if I can NFHS them and watch the girls play. And, you know, like, I remember the Sheridan, the Sheridan match where you guys come out and lose the first set. I kind of make fun of you on the podcast about it a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of a tease. Uh, you know, about forgetting to get off the bus, you know. Um but but that's the one thing that that really happens with this team that I see is um, even even against South the other night you didn't play a very good first set and then they come back they you know um, didn't give up didn't get down just come back and and do their job and and play hard so yeah so then kind of um, just going off of we've talked about some some good qualities of your team this year and um, things that are helping you guys be successful I'm kind of wondering just. Um, what kind of athlete, like what do you want in an athlete to become a great volleyball player? I, I think most coaches would say the same thing I'm going to say, which is you want kids that compete. And I know an easy thing would be, well, you want somebody who's tall and can reach over 10 foot. And yeah, I mean, those are characteristics for those higher level athletes. But if they don't compete, they don't do well at any level. It doesn't matter how tall you are. It's can you compete? Um, can you see yourself, you know, what's happening in a match and start adjusting and just battle rather than breaking down and crying or, uh, hanging your head and giving up? Like, do you compete from 0 0.00 to 25, whatever the score is? And so you want kids that compete. Um, and I think that's why having a multi-sport athlete is a really important thing because those kids learn to compete in so many different venues, so many different you know, sports seasons, and they just learn to always compete. They never learn to quit or step out of something. So, um, yeah, that's why I think multi-sport athletes are so tough. And, and I know that, I mean, mom being the basketball coach and stuff, I know that you two work together a lot actually um, to actually encourage kids to be multi-sport athletes and uh, to work in the off-season on not just basketball or not just volleyball, um, but both and, and, and any other sport they might play um, on top of that. And so I just feel like at Thunder Basin, it's does a pretty good job of supporting those multi-sport athletes along the way. Right, because Gillette used to be so big that a lot of kids were single sport athletes where once we broke into Thunder Basin, um, you know, we had like 1,100 or not even that. That first year we were actually smaller. And to be competitive in all the sports, we needed kids to come out for more than one sport, you know. First athlete I think of is Maddie Miller. I don't know that she wanted to play volleyball as much as she loved basketball, but volleyball needed her. We needed her to compete and have success. 
you know, in that first year, she played middle for us. She was our tallest kid at five nine. That's really crazy to say. <laughs> yeah. And like we went to state and place that year. It was so awesome. But well, yeah, that other was... than other than Danny, that's kinda how you and Bailey, I guess it's yeah. kinda how you are this year. Yeah. Like we we were and to look at them, you know, and, and then have Maddie and you're like, Oh, we have to have you, you know, and she's like, Okay, I'll play. And so it's been, I think, a great addition for Gillette. It's getting so many kids to play those two high schools, and now they can excel in more than one sport, you know, whereas before that was a little tougher. So, Well, even like, you know, we just had Kinley on, and you're talking about a kid that loves basketball um, and loved volleyball. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're back at one school, does, does a girl like that have the chance to play both sports and be... Right. I mean, she had a chance to probably play at the college level at either one that she wanted to. Definitely probably not as successful as, as she was in both of those. Right. And I'd be curious to know if Kinley, her freshman year, if she felt like she had to choose. I don't know that she would have chose volleyball. I think volleyball became her love as she kept growing in the game. But I think she played at first because it was something to do and be active. And she liked it, you know, and now she's having just a ton of success. Yeah. Like. I watched Gillette College play, and she's a standout on that team. So. Yeah, she's about the only kid that doesn't come off the court other than maybe the setter. Yeah, so she has done so well. And, you know, uh, I, I would be curious to know if she had to choose, if she would have chose that, you yeah. know? So, and I think that maybe had happened before. I don't know. I wasn't in Gillette, but kids, I know there were a lot of single sport athletes, so I, I'm assuming they felt like they had to choose, which yeah. is sad. So... Kind of described to us, you had said that you had played volleyball in high school uh, and then went on and played at college. Um, how Describe to me how you think that volleyball has changed over the years. Oh, volleyball has changed so much. When I played in high school, you uh, um, you could block the serve. You can't block the serve now. There were no <laughs> But yet it can serves. still hit the net and fall over. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> Drives that's me nuts. the one rule I wish they would bring back. I think if you can have a let serve where the ball hits the net and falls over the other side, you should be able to block it. So I wish they would bring that rule back. I think it would be a great addition to volleyball. But, um, you know, I, I think the biggest impact on the game right now has been the libero. And trying to big, bring back a shorter player, the volleyball got so – I mean, the girls are just so tall. Even today, you, you watch Wisconsin, they have 6'9", 6'8". Those girls are just so tall. And so how do you bring back a shorter player? And they opened up that libero position – and that's probably been the biggest impact on the game is you have a kid that can just stay in the back row and defend and serve, receive, and that's their whole job. And I think it's really opened up that game where kids that aren't as tall can have success still. Yeah, it gives everybody a chance. Yeah, and a purpose. And I, I just kind of joke because every time we're at a volleyball game, like no, no matter where it is, there's always a comment made by somebody about how when I played volleyball, yeah, that, it's <laughs> and that the scoring and the stuff scoring. Like that. I was gonna say the rally scoring, like I've when I first made that change, I can remember coaching little kids, and this mom being so upset, like that little girl, she's turning that score and it's not right, and I'm like, what's happening? And I'm watching, I'm like, no, the scoring's right, and she's like, no, it isn't, like. They didn't serve. And it's, yeah, okay, this is called rally scoring and having to explain that to people. They were kind of like, whoa, whoa, they're getting points and they didn't serve. Yeah, you don't have to do that anymore. Like, that's goes a lot faster. Yeah. yeah, I, oh, I, yeah. I, you know, because I ref basketball in the wintertime, we laugh when people still, when from the f stands, yell over the back or reach. 
Yeah. Which neither one of them have been a foul in the book for 10 years. Exactly. Right. You are Mr. By the Book Referee. It <laughs> yeah. is a true. Like, he's like, it's not, it's a push. It's not actually an over the back. <laughs> yeah. There's no over the back foul in the book anymore. So it is when, when those things change to get the whole community behind or the people and, and everybody the fans. to understand what's going yep. on. Yeah. Another one that I see that people, the roofing call, they're always like, what is that? Some official will call it and they're like, what is that call? And you're like, well, roofing, what does that mean? And, you know, it's when they penetrate the, the net when the setter's trying to play the ball. So that's been one where that'll happen and everyone's like, well, what happened? Well, then they want to roof on everything. And it's like, no, the center has to be there with hands. If they're not there, they're yeah. not going to get the roof. Yeah. Like, um, so, I mean, clearly we've talked about like volleyball has changed a lot. And currently we're seeing a huge growth in volleyball popularity um, across the nation. And how does... How are you seeing like this national growth of volleyball affect high school level volleyball? So volleyball has become like the fastest growing game in America. And I think it starts, I'll be honest, USA Volleyball is huge. Karch Cry, I listened to him talk probably 12 years ago. And he was talking about how we need to, to really push the sport. Like this is a great sport and we need to see it grow. And he's really been a big impact on that. With that said, I think nationally, the biggest factor has been club volleyball. And I, I hate to say I'm kind of against it because I know we have an offseason at club, but there's some parts of the country where the kids don't play high school. They just play club. Um, and, you know, that's – I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings on that. Like, I, I don't know if that's a good move or, you know, I don't know if you're going too far. Because it's definitely making those kids where they're single sport athletes. Well, and the one thing that we have club softball also, so we kind of have a little bit the same thing. Um, yours is a little bit like, you know, fall high school softball, spring club softball, or volleyball, right. fall, fall volleyball, spring volleyball, when we are spring softball for high school and then summer softball. Um, and I, he I heard a really good explanation about kind of the difference between the two, and I really believe it is, where the club situation's all about the individual kid. Like the kids, are they're going to these AAU tournaments or, you know, in volleyball. Basketball's the same way. And it's all about what can I do? What It's about me. It's about me. I need to score. I need to look good. I need to get my hits. I need to get my blocks. I need to dig balls. Right. Where high school is about the team. It's about the name on the chest. It's about being a great teammate. It's about, you know, doing all this together. And just the path is different. Then there can be great things about both. Right. And, and great. But in all honesty, when you talk to college coaches, they recruit character first. And that comes from the high school programs. Yeah. Because you have right. to have great character because you're not playing for yourself anymore. I think about um, Ethan's basketball team a lot. Um, they, they were not an AAU team. It was their high school team, and they went out to Vegas to play a high-level basketball tournament against high-level kids. Um, AAU teams, actually. And th they were able to beat teams with kids that they should not have been able to beat. But they played such team-oriented. So I, I just think that there is like um, pros and cons to both right. sides of that. Well, and I think where club is really good is for kids. I mean, we have some kids, you know, that don't do anything in the spring. And so it's a great option for them. Um, and, and I think what we do a good job at Thunder Basin is if you have a kid that's out for volleyball, you tell them focus on the volleyball, you know, that softball will be there. You just want them competing. Yep. Whereas if you have that kid that maybe they don't enjoy volleyball or cross country or another sport, 
um, you know, now they have an opportunity to keep competing. So I think that's the good. The part where I think when club starts taking over other sports, high school sports, and it starts trumping them, that becomes my concern because I think we're going club in a wrong direction, you know? Right. Like clubs should come second always to high school. Yep, I agree with that too. What is one thing that your team is doing really well right now and one thing that you you see that they need to keep working on if they're going to try to reach their goal? You know, we do have some some pretty pretty good goals this year. I know the kids want a place, but they aren't just settling at that. They do want to compete with Laramie, take a set, you know, try to start chipping away at that team. Um, and I think for us to have some success, one of the things that we need to keep working on is we've got to start running a bit, little bit better offense, and we've we've got to have some better attacks. If we have some offense, then they can't run their offense, and that's just going to help us. Um, we've been working really hard on getting touches at the net blocking, and I think we are getting a lot of touches, so that's been good. And then serving, and our percentages have been pretty good this year. Um, I, I think for us, one of the things that we need to go back to the drawing board is we're passing okay, but I think we can pass even better. Like we have some really good kids that they pass well, they read the ball well. And so I'd like to see them get up into those two fives and, and a little bit higher. I think we can do that with this year's team. Yeah, I see. I mean, it's just a, you know, common spectator of because I like to watch volleyball. I like to watch the athleticism of it, but that first pass is so critical for the second and third pass and how well, I mean, really any team plays um, when their passing is clean, you just get right. cleaner hits and, and you can run an offense when everybody knows the ball's going to the outside because you've passed the first ball off the net. It gets tough, you know, it, like everybody sets their defense up. It's easy to play where what I think Laramie did well against us when they played us on Saturday is I thought they passed better than they had in the past. And um, they were able to run more of an offense at the net, which made them tough for us on defense. So the best way to get better defense is we've got to start getting a better offense going. So we're getting uh, you know, one hitter hitting at the net instead of three and trying to guess where the ball's going. Right. So I, I think those are some, some key things going into regionals. All right. Um, so we do have a question that we ask everybody that comes on the podcast. And I know uh, when you, we were talking to you yesterday, you were like, I don't I don't know what my answer to this one will be. But um, what is your favorite sports quote and kind of like why? Why that one? <laughs> OK, so it's funny because I actually I went home and I'm like, I really don't like I talk about a lot of different quotes, but I don't know that I quote a coach or something like that. And my husband said, you know, the one thing that he still remembers is in my room, I had a sign that said, you show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. And my dad gave me that sign in high school. I remember I came home one time and we had lost and I was so upset. And my mom just kept saying, you need to be, learn to be a good loser. And my dad said, no, you need to learn how to compete and win. You need to not accept losses. And so he bought me this sign, no joke. I had it above my bed. And when I first got married, my husband sees this sign. He's like, what the heck, right? Um, and it wasn't about, you know, being rude to coaches or officials or anything like that. It was don't accept losing. Always keep competing. Always try to get better. And so my dad, you know, that's so that's so funny. But I really did think about that. And I was like, you know, I guess that would be my one quote is, 
you know, it's losses are going to happen and they're okay, but grow from them. Don't accept them. Um, I know Mr. Daniel on the first episode of the podcast, he talked, he talked about how you cannot fall in to like uh, this mentality where losing is ever okay. Right. What was the words that he used? He said, he said it really good. But yeah, he he just said, you know, you can't make losing can't become your culture. Yeah, right. yeah, that's what he said. That was good. Right. You know. I listened to a coach years ago talk about she was actually talking about how, you know, if your team's beating another team, you should encourage your your team to like pass the ball over instead of attacking. Um so then you get more rallies and they get more touches. And I had the coach from CSU um, tell me, he was like, I wouldn't do that. And I said, okay, why? And he said, you're going to teach your team how to lose. And you want to teach them how to win. You can either learn to win or you can learn to lose, you know? And so, like, we lost to Laramie on Saturday. The kids, they were upset. They didn't walk off the court happy, which that's good because we're not accepting of losing. We want to win. We want to compete. So I thought that was a good you know, that was a good reaction to that match. We don't want to lose like that. Like, well, you'll, you'll get better by playing better teams than you. So if, if you if you focus on playing better teams than you, and I realize that high school, your schedule is your schedule, you know, um, but you're lucky to have a team like Laramie to right. push you to make that, that. Like you said, you, no one likes losing. You know, and the saying that, that I, I try to use a lot is, is you have to hate losing more than you like winning. Right. You know, so when those when you have those losses, like even against a good team like Larry, I mean, I thought your team really competed. You know, some mistakes, obviously, um, to lose in three, um, but but they were competing, um, not always executing the play that you probably wanted them to. Right. But um, you know, you you can playing a, a team of that level will just make your team better if they right. take that loss with and run with with the learning from the loss. And I think like just watching film and looking over it, we actually got into a lot of long rallies. We just fell on the bottom of those rallies. So to be in that position and competing with them, we know we can compete. Um, And and we know like, we're going to have to show up with a really good game to beat them. Um, And you know, but November's a long time away and that's well, and you're going to, you're going to see him again. You'll see him at regionals more than likely, you know, you'll see him at state more than likely. You know, um, it's just it's just one of those things in Wyoming where we play the conference and then we have a conference tournament and then we have the state tournament. And then, and then volleyball has like, I don't even know how many tournaments on top of that where they, where they play the teams more. <laughs> yeah, the nice thing with this year's schedule, so this is kind of weird to say, we've played Laramie a lot and we've played the Camels now three times. So those are the two teams we've played the most. But outside that, you know, we played Star Valley one time. We played Rock Springs one time, Green River one time. We've played Central one time. Like, we haven't even played East. So the first time we'll play them is here in a couple weeks. And usually it's like the fourth time we've played them. So this year our schedule has really worked out in our favor for whatever reason where we've played a lot of different teams, you know? Basketball's that way too. Um, I know we go to the Flaming Gorge and the, the Gillette tournament, but at the Gillette tournament, we may we maybe see one team from the West, like in that in that weekend. But the Flaming Gorge, we play teams um, from the West. But other than that, that is the only look that we get at teams that w- we could potentially play at state. And so, I mean, but th- there's like you're saying highs and lows too. That you don't know what they're doing, but they don't know what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's and I think this year it'll be interesting going not just to regionals, but I think going into state. There's a lot of teams like Cody we haven't seen, um, Kelly we've seen him play other teams, but we've never played them, so we don't know how that'll work. 
but yeah, you know. and they kind of seem to be a little bit maybe on the uptick from where they started. Yeah, they have a young team, and he's a great coach. You know, I got to give kudos to to Jeff. He national coach of the year, very deserving of that award. And uh, you know, he's he is he's a great coach. You can't take that from him. So yeah, we're excited. You've got you know a little over or a little as far as conference stuff goes. That's kind of where we're at in the season. A little little over half of that maybe left. Do you go to Cheyenne and play Central and East yeah. down there? Yeah, so we'll play Cheyenne on a Friday night, and then uh, Cheyenne. We'll play <laughs> we'll play Cheyenne. We'll play one of them on a Friday night. We'll play Central on a Friday night, and then we'll play East on a Saturday, you know. And some of the good things that we've had in this season, you know, we already played in Sheridan. We talked about that environment, what it's like to play on that court, um, because that's where regionals is going to be at. So we wanted to take a good look at that while we were there and, kids really felt like they're going to be comfortable there in that environment because their court reminds us a lot of our court. It's long. It's got high ceilings. It looks boxy, kind of like our gym, you know? Right. And, and so kids are comfortable with that. And, and so we, we took a look, look at that already. Um, yeah, you know, and we play the camels this Thursday. That'll be, that's always just a tough match. Uh, doesn't matter the year. The camels have a great program going and, um, you know, uh, we have such a huge crowd come to that match and, and we have just a huge fan base for both programs that are just trying to help the teams get a win. So yeah, Thursday night will be a big night over, oh. in, over in Camelville. Oh yeah. So. so, well, we're excited to, uh, see where, where your season goes. And I, and I think it's going to lead to, to a really good finish hopefully. And, um, yeah, so just th thank you for joining us today and best of luck to to oh, you thank as you. you go and your team. I was flattered to, to, to come and do this. I was a little nervous. I'm not the best like speaker, if you will. Um, <laughs> not sure I passed public speaking, <laughs> but anyways, I did. And yeah, so I was nervous, but thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah. We're excited for Thunder Basin Volleyball. All right. So, uh, that'll wrap up our TBHS mic'd up episode five. Thank you for listening and go bolts. Go bolts.